This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. talk about this sort of pre and post 2016 evangelical church and they, after it came under the the grip of Donald Trump how do you explain it when we talk to evangelicals they say look we were voting for a president not a saint we understand he's got some ethical and moral and personal failings but uh, he's given us so much he gave us three Supreme Court justices which helped to overturn Roe versus Wade so how do you explain this the move of evangelicals and their willingness to go along for the ride with Donald Trump. Well, many evangelicals thought that this close alliance would lead to greater influence on Donald Trump and on his administration. I think the evidence shows it's been the other way around. Uh, Trump and Trumpism uh, have changed evangelicalism much more than evangelicalism has influenced Trump or or the Trump movement. And I think that generally has to do with the, the way that many people inside and outside the church are wondering if the religion is just a means to an end, to politics, to power, something else. And I think the church is too important for that. Russell, Elise Jordan here. As a fellow Mississippian who was raised Southern Baptist, I too have been incredibly disturbed and just, you know, horrified by some of the developments and the attitude of just letting Donald Trump and his very unchristian behavior fly because it might mean that we get Supreme Court justices. How do good, how do good Christians reconcile this, what getting politics out of the public sphere when a church has become so moored to a political candidate? Well, I think there are a lot of uh, a lot of Christians who think uh, we we have to be involved, and they're right. We have to be involved. We have to be engaged. Uh, often, they're thinking about issues that really do matter and matter a great deal. I think what uh, what we didn't count on, or, or what many people didn't count on, um, was the sort of transactions that would have to take place. I mean, we're at a point where we're talking about sexual abuse, liability, sexual assault liability, uh, insurrections and attacks on the United States Capitol. And then you, you just add to it everything else that seems to be melting down in American life and in American institutional life. Uh, I really think we need a revival of genuine gospel-centered evangelical America. And if we don't have that, I think that's bad news for everybody, not just for believers like me, but for unbelievers too. Well, Mr. Moore, that's a pretty good summation of the state of the country right now that you just uh, articulated. So my question to you is, given the evangelical movement in this country, how is it 
that they end up at the end of the day, despite living through everything we've lived through and everything that you just described, how is it? And I can't I can't find an answer within myself uh, about this. Maybe you can help me. How is it that they end up casting their lot with a bad man? Well, that's the question in front of us right now for for the entire country. And part of it has to do with the way that uh, we've lost a sense of meaning and uh, politics has uh, attempted to replace uh, that sense of meaning. And so I see a secularization happening, not just in the outside culture, what we were always warned about, but a secularization of the church itself. I mean, just look at the evangelical uh, political uh, event happening in Iowa last week or the week before. Uh, it wasn't centered around uh, issues of theology or even of traditional uh, evangelical values. A lot of it was centered around supporting Russia uh, over Ukraine. I mean, that's a very different, uh, very different emphasis. So, Russell, how do we turn back to the way it was, as you wrote about in the book, where the church, for a lot of us growing up, and in many places still today, we should point out, is a place of community, it's a place of belonging, it's a place of hope, politics. You would like to not hear from the altar, but as you say, it is coming up more and more. How do you get back to the essence of what the church always has been? Well, I think we're in the middle of a crisis, and I do not think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think that uh, what often happens is that out of crises, something new is formed. And I think you have a lot of evangelical Christians right now who are feeling homeless, feeling disoriented. Uh, many evangelicals say to me, I, I don't feel like I belong uh, anymore. I don't know what's happening around me. But at the same time, a lot of these people are finding each other, and they're finding a new path. And so I think we, we don't need to fight a battle for the soul of evangelicalism. What we need are for evangelicals to reconnect with the gospel and reconnect with the church. And those small-scale sorts of movements, I think, uh, can bring about something quite, uh, quite different from what we've seen. Russell, you're very much a dissident of sorts, given how outspoken you were about what you see as just going wrong in the church. How has that affected your life and your career? Well, I don't feel like a dissident at all uh, because I still hold to uh, the same truths I've always uh, held to. The authority of the Bible, the uh, the gospel of, of Christ, the, the need for personal uh, transformation and personal character and leadership. Those are all things I've, I've always uh, believed. It's that we've had quite a shift uh, in the emphasis of evangelicalism. I think looking at it now, we can see that there were patterns patterns in place all along that many of us did not recognize at the time leading to this place and also a sense of a, a siege mentality uh, that all of the ethics that we've been taught uh, can be suspended because there's a state of emergency. That's really, really dangerous sort of rhetoric, uh, along with losing even the possibility that we can persuade our neighbors and love our neighbors and engage with them even when we disagree. Uh, I don't feel like a dissident in any of that. Uh, I think that's what I was taught in Sunday school. And, uh, and so that's one of the reasons why this time is so disorienting so many people. So disorienting. That's what the fourth turning is about. Uh, it's Saturday, 29 July in the year of our Lord, 2023. Believe it or not, the month of July, almost over. It's incredible. Um, 
as you guys know, uh, I love the Saturday morning show. A lot of people say, why do you do Saturday morning? Just take off the whole you know, can't. Saturday morning's always been for work. So work we show. And, of course, we love our work. Right there is, and we've got a lot to go through today in different pieces. Uh, economy, deep state, capital markets. Um, some cultural analysis. Let's say that. Let's leave it at that for now. Um, Dr. Russell Moore. This is, this is the key point. The crisis in the country that's leading to has led to a great awakening of the traditional Catholics and the evangelicals understanding how this long march through the institutions, how did America arrive at the place we are today where you see the freak show of what they're trying to do in the, in the target on the destruction of the nuclear family and in this case, weaponizing the children of the nuclear, the nuclear family against the parents and against the traditional concept of the, of the family. How did we get here? We got here because of guys like Dr. Russell Moore, another one of these quite confused um, pies. He's a pie, very soft, you know, over there at MSNBC, whining, with the little whiny voice. You know, I'm not a dissident. Just, you know, on and on and on. Oh, this thing in, in, uh, in uh, this evangelical was Russia over Ukraine. Well, why, why is that? Orban said what Ukraine re represents today is the West. And the West, and Orban said it best, the West in Europe stands for unlimited migration, means no sovereignty. The LGBTQ plus agenda, the radical agenda of the... Uh, of transhumanism and the transsexual movement, right? And war. Russian people don't stand for that. Yeah, the KGB and the bad guys running it, they're, they're, they're bad hombres. But here's the key point. The Trump coalition, a central part of the Trump coalition, are traditional Catholics and evangelical Christians, and they know that. That's why... In the run-up to this election, because this is all about power. Do you think this is about religion for those guys? You would be incorrect. Do you think they're there to assist MSNBC and where he's on right now, and the NBC, the Roberts family, and any of this? Any of this coming out? Do you think they're there to assist the values of the Judeo-Christian West and to, to promote those, and particularly the faiths uh, associated thereof? Do you think they're there to promulgate Christianity? Here's how much they're prepared. There's how much they're going to promulgate it. They finally, to beat a contempt charge, Chris Ray had to cough up the documents under the threat of, of, the, of holding the FBI director in contempt of Congress and probably lead to criminal contempt. He, at the very last second, coughed up the documents on the FBI going after traditional Catholics and Latin Tridentine Catholics based on my parish, my parents' uh, parish, the tiny parish of the hobbits in Richmond, Virginia. They call it, oh, it's a, it's a breeding ground of domestic terrorism. You think that was a random thing? Oh, that was where Bannon was, uh, that's where his formation came from. So it's clearly bad and evil. They're out to destroy what is true Catholicism and Christianity and don't ever think otherwise. 
Do you think we'd had this madhouse today that is American culture and society if it wasn't? Don't ask me. Just check, just ask your lying eyes. Just observe. And they have the gall to sit there and say, I got to play the part. Do I have a cut? He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's an instrument of divine providence. He is far from perfect. And the last time I checked, we were all far from perfect. I think that's one of the fundamental tenets of the fall of man as outlined in this religion and faith and belief system called Judeo-Christianity. But no, 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 no. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. That's what he's a bad man. The yammering. What do I say? Conflicted, captured. It's elite captured in the church. The organized churches today are, are, are the the pews are empty. They're falling through. Why? Because it's not connecting to people like it has connected in the past. Why? It's woke. It's woke. And the Catholic Church, the official Catholic Church, probably being the worst, the Bishop's Conference, the Catholic Charities, we're going to get to that in a little bit, the worst. They must thwart evangelical Christians and traditional Catholics. Caroline Wren said it the other day. If we just registered all the evangelical Christians and traditional Catholics that are out there that are not registered to vote and got them to turn out, we would win a 42-state landslide. And they know that. So this is what they have to drive the state to it. We have to drive the state to it. Guys, you can cut it on any time you want. Just <laughs> Let's take the number two pencil at Denver, 35, 30 seconds. We good? We're good. Okay, we're good. It's a Saturday. I got that. They're on Mountain Time. I appreciate it. They get up early. It's tough. It's good. They get up early. Okay. Uh, we are going to take, since I'm now in the 30 seconds, to the break. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to go out with taking down the CCP. we got a lot to go through today about the coalitions that are coming together, the culture underpinning that. And the administrative state, what they're doing to stop it, to stop all of it. Not simply the arrest, indictment, arrest, imprisonment of Donald Trump, but much, much more in the war room. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. 
text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. Mr. Chairman, um, I'll be brief and yield my time since I'm kind of wasting my time here. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas, do you take full responsibility for all decisions of action and in, in, or inaction made at your agency? Do you personally take full responsibility for, uh, for all of the decisions made at your agency? I'm the secretary of the department. So it means I, yes. I bear ultimate responsibility so, for the decisions so yes. made. Yes, okay. So you mentioned earlier that in your definition you have operational control of the border. Can you define what you mean by that? Uh, what we mean, um, because the, the, under the Secure Fence Act, it uh -huh. means that not a single yeah. individual would cross the border. Under that definition, no administration <laughs> has had operational control. So the what way, number do you have? I, five million, ten, if less than five or ten, or le less than a couple hundred thousand get away or more? I mean, what is your definition? What we do, uh, Congresswoman, is we Do you have look, a number? What we do is we look at the resources that we have available to us and ask ourselves, are we deploying those resources to achieve the most effective results for the American people. That is what we do, and we are hopeful, working with you and other members of this committee, to increase the funding for the Department of Homeland so, so Security. So fun. We hear so funding, we funding, funding, but I've been at the border and you've been at the border too. How would you grade your job from on a scale of zero to ten? How would you grade yourself? Congresswoman, I am immensely proud. So what, how would you grade yourself? Congresswoman, I am immensely proud to work with the men and women of the Department of Homeland No, yourself, your, your job, not all of the women. I love a lot of, I'm sure there are a lot of great men and women in your department. How would you rate your job as a head of your agency? It is the honor of my From life. From zero to ten, so you cannot grade it. How would, how would grade your preparedness to this committee meeting on scale from zero to ten? We ask information, you all these promises, ladder. I'm not wasting my time. I'm sorry, I don't want to use bad word, but you can do with all this ladders because we keep giving money and sending ladder and you tell us BS back. So how would you rate yourself, your preparedness to this committee? It is the honor of my lifetime to work with the men. So from scale zero to 10, how would you say how prepared you came to this hearing? Uh, I will repeat uh, what I said. So you're not answering any questions. You are not answering any Republican question. Is it something that you intend to not respond to any questions of Republicans? You came with that intent. That is incorrect, Congressman. Well, you're not answering any questions. It is. I mean, I, every time I hear you say, we will, we will, we shall, yeah, I don't know. You don't, you don't know any numbers. You don't even know how many people you actually, you know, you, you prosecuted, how many people you deported, you're nothing. How can you say you know how you, your department is run? As executive, you don't know these numbers? Congresswoman, let me share with you. Well, you haven't shared anything useful here. Let me share I'm with sorry you. I, to tell you, I'll yield to Chairman Jordan because I'm not going to be wasting your time with this charade and circus. You do not have an intent to do that. And it is a serious national security issue. This border and cartels are stronger. A lot of money and Joes are making who knows what and probably a lot of corruption over there. And we have a national security crisis. And you sit in here and saying, you know, looking at us with very smiley face, it's unacceptable. But I yield to Chairman Jordan. 
back to Dr. Russell Moore in the first segment. These these are the two I wanted to link. Right there, you're seeing, and that is Congresswoman or Congressman Victoria Sparts from Indiana 5. I think she's already announced she's not going to run again. I think her frustration is so high. But you see the arrogance. You see the just in your face. And we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the UFO thing the other day. And, and for those people that hate the fact that we spent a second on the UFOs, it's not even about the UFOs. On one level it is, but it's about the administrative state and just the way they're going to run things. And they're going to run it. And that's why you need people that are prepared to fight back. That's why the the, the the Christian part of this and people that are drawn to this movement, which is a deeply religious movement, clearly Dr. Russell Moore's way didn't work. How could American culture be in the shape it's in, American institutions be in the shape they're in? If it had worked, Dr. Russell Moore, tell me. It didn't work. Why is it that uh, things like Sound of Freedom and others come to come to war? Not because of the war, but because of this audience. They want to connect with this audience. They understand this audience will put its shoulder to the wheel. This audience will go to any measure to make something work and to have victory. Why did they do that? Because they understand that this audience is the salt of the earth. And Dr. Russell Moore, what they're implying is they what they want to do is do um, is um, you can't be like Sparts. You can't be up in their grill. You can't just sit there and fighting for the sovereignty of your nation when they're just laughing at you. And, and that's what my does. He just puts that chin up and just he's just he's mocking you as they have this invasion and all the way they've lied and talked about the. And we could play we could play so much other footage from this about how they set up the app and how they are just, you know, getting people in, in these countries to fill the app out, not, not even close to fulfilling this asylum laws, just to get them in the country and then never make them report. And they're here and eventually get them to vote. But if not get them to vote to be cheap labor, to bring inflation down that way. That's why one of uh, my young charges. From a journey, you notice I've got. St. Mark over now my, my left shoulder. The place where the gospel of St. Mark. Remember, he was the scribe, he was the, I guess, male secretary for St. Peter. It's the, it's the first of the gospels. Because what Russell Moore and all these guys want, they essentially want Pasolini's, the gospel according to St. Matthew. They see, they see Christ, they see Jesus as a social justice warrior. This really nice teacher like the best teacher you ever had, who's patting you on the head all the time and telling you it's always going to be fine. And he's a social justice warrior. That, that's what the Russell Moors are. And they will go throw their pearls before swine at the embassy and these people that literally hate everything and every part of Christianity and Catholicism. He doesn't want to talk about the Gospel of Mark where you really got to stand and deliver. Think about it for a second. It was the first. If you're a fisherman, completely illiterate, you get tapped on the shoulder. Follow me. The first guy you bring a couple of folks with you 
And for three years, you're watching this ministry. In this ministry, he's not just um, um, curing the blind and the lame and the cripple uh, and, 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 and transforming, um, you know, uh, the, the loaves and fishes that can feed, and on a couple of occasions can feed thousands. He's raising the dead, right? The little girl in Lazarus, he's raising the dead. But principally, what he's doing, he's an exorcist. That's what Mark, Mark is. This, Mark is the black and white. It's almost Manichaean, and I understand that's a heresy, but it's quite black and white between Satan and Christ. The entire time, it starts with no Bethlehem, there's no nativity, there's none of that. And wouldn't you, if you were Peter, think about it for a second. If you're some illiterate fisherman, you've seen the, the fishing, the, the, the toughness pulling in the nets. Were they fishing for tilapia, which is what? The catfish of Israel? You think that's an easy, you think that's an easy gig? Uh, no, it's not. That is backbreaking labor every day. So you're not some rabbinical scholar, and you're also not some guy sitting at Oxford or whatever. It's a tough job. And you're not particularly educated. I'm not even sure you're literate. That's why Mark's there. And you dictate to him when, you know, at least what we believe it was after Nero's, it was during Nero's persecution for the great fire of Rome. You're sitting there and you know that your time on earth is about to end. And somehow he gave you that upon this, you're the rock upon this church. It's all on you, on your shoulders. So you got to come forward. Wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think that you would give the highlight reel of what is the most important stuff and what I want to impress upon people for decades and decades and centuries to come because this is going to be the first written record over this is what I'm having written down and they called that the gospel of power it was and they said oh the gospel of the Gentiles because it was from Rome but there you get a Jesus Christ who's quite focused and on point and in combat from the first page that's what's about that's how that's how your your cunt don't don't take it from me just look look at, take your eyes and look at where america has come on the russell moore watch dr russell moore okay the music of america we're gonna do the battle hymn of the republic again today and we're going to do the full version so everybody's people complain we didn't do all the verses. We're going to get to that. We're going to do snippets. Think of the power of this song and the words and the powerful, powerful voices. Cut over some pretty impressive images. Okay, short commercial break. Back in the warm in a moment. trumpet that shall never sound retreat he is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat oh be swift my soul to answer him be jubilant my feet our god is marching on glory 
COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic— you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than covid taxrelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. The new, the term, and you have a flood of books and, and articles, the Atlantic's all over this, all the, remember, the New Yorker, the Atlantic, they're the railhead of the thinking of the secular progressive left. So the reason we highlight there, when it's there, you see this starts spreading out. They're, they're all over, what's the term they're all over? Christian nationalism. Christian nationalism. A Christian nationalist is a domestic terrorist in their eyes. Yep. This is what they're going to be all over. And they're going to try to cow Christians from not just voting for Trump, but being associated in any way with Trump. That's all upon us. They understand in the in the coalition that we have in MAGA, that the traditional Catholics and the evangelical Christians are one of the central parts, you know, along with veterans and, and parents' rights groups and, and others, you know, economic nationalists, populists, all that, that they're one of the center critical mass of our movement and the ability to return not just simply Trump to the White House, but to return their ideology to this government. If you think it's going to be easy to do this, it is not. It's doable and very doable. The hardest part is actually governing. Winning the primary, if we don't fall into the Murdoch trap, if President Trump stays disciplined, his team stays disciplined, and do not fall into the Murdoch trap, because Murdoch's laid a trap out there for you to try to stop you, thwart you, or change you, along to their neoliberal, neocon policies. If you don't take that trap and then we stay maniacally focused 
in the general, particularly as, remember, this, the firestorm of the lawfare will start next spring with him. If you can walk through that, which you can do, you can walk through that fire, which you can do, and I think get 50, 55% or more of the country. And I think if somehow it worked out, you could get Kennedy as a running mate, and I don't know, that is far from even technically can happen because of the structure of the Democratic and Republican parties and ballot access and all that. You could get 60% or higher than the country and win a massive landslide and bring the House and, and the Senate and really have a governing majority like we had in 16. To stop that, you know, they debank, they deplatform, they shame, they make sure you're going to get fired, all of that. Think about how they would run this country. Go back in time to 2021. The hunt for domestic terrorism, you know, the thousands are going to put in jail and everything I do, debank people and deplatform people. Look what happened to um, Nigel Farage in England. Coots, the Bank of the Queen, and Nat West, both chairmen, gone. Why? They lied and they specifically went after him because of Brexit and his association with Trump and his association globally with the populist nationalist movement. There's nothing they will stop at. Because they're in a war to the knife for their own pro- the promulgation of their belief. And they had the apparatus. Remember, the long march through the institution on Dr. Russell Moore's watch when they just sat there. I don't know what you did, dude. But you are controlled opposition. You're going to go on um, you're going to go on um, on on, uh, you know, with the morning Mika crowd. And let's say he's a bad man. Do I have that? Can I play that again? He's a bad man. Do I have that clip cut out? Then let me know when we got it. He's a bad man. That whole thing around it. Trump is an instrument of divine providence. They hate when I say that, but dims the facts. I was there in 16. We were, with 100 days out, we were 8, 10, 12, 14. You pick it. And they were all about to bail. That's where I got put in. They were all about to bail. All Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan. This is in August. This is not even at the Billy Bushes in August. They're prepared because Trump's, he was spiraling down because he had that situation with the, uh, about the Constitution and the, and the, uh, and the Muslim uh, parents that he just couldn't get off of. You notice that wasn't mentioned one time after I took over, right? It's called prioritization. They must use a term that shouldn't have any negative connotations in Christian nationalists. They shouldn't have any negative consultation. They've made it essentially in their, you know, with the Southern Poverty Law Center and all these other phony groups out there that, you know, in, in, in that group is with all the sexual harassment and depravity that's going on in that group are able to smear other people and then use it against you. Oh, this is a hate group. They're hate groups. Are you a hate group? Are you associated with a hate group? The way you comport yourself? Ask yourself that. Is that. Are you part of a hate group? Or in your religious belief, do you, do you, do you firmly believe it and it informs all your actions? Ask yourself that. Also, what I always would tell Christians, just, just go, go start at the beginning. Go just read the Gospel of Mark. It's the first one. It was 30, remember, it's 30 years after 30-some years after Christ had died. I think there was another, what, 10 or 20 years before the 
before the others are written. The first one put down, just go read it. Start. You can read it in one sitting. It's like an action film. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. It's not high literature. It's not the gospel according to St. John. Right? It's not some of the beautiful passages you see in uh, the gospel according to St. Matthew or even in elements of St. Luke. But certainly not the powerful literature that the gospel of St. John is. St. Mark is, is, is kind of, you can tell it was dictated by a guy who was not, you know, not a deeply literate person. He's telling a story. And he's cutting to, cut, you know, read at then and then and then and then and then. It's that word's used dozens and dozens of times. It's like in a film when you write a script, cut to, cut to, cut to, cut to. He's writing vignettes. It's a thing of vignettes. But the vignettes are a vignettes of power in taking a stand against evil and calling it out as evil and not backing down in the face of evil. That's what the call that we have today. That's what this great awakening is. And is Donald Trump perfect? No, he's not. He's a banned man. Is Donald Trump perfect? No, he is not. But I was there in 16 and saw it up close. We had no money, virtually no organization. Yes, and we proved it's helpful for the Russia. A joke. A sick joke. We had a plane. We had a man. We had a message. We had a movement. And people galvanized that against their billions of dollars in the entire apparatus. And we won and we thwarted them. And they went out of the way and they pulled everything in the book to make sure he would not return. And now they're in panic mode. The whole part of the big fiasco the other day was what? Part of the big fiasco was the judge sitting and saying, hey, what you've done here is kind of unconstitutional on this gun thing and all this. I can't get involved. And this is between Justice Department. Oh, when you when you look under the hood is that they fear Trump returning. The whole thing with the lawfare is they fear Trump returning. And why do they fear Trump returning? They fear you returning. And why do they fear you returning? They fear you returning because, wait for it, you're a Christian nationalist and you believe in the tenets of the Judeo-Christian West. And you're prepared to sacrifice and fight for that. And their, and their arrogance, do you think they care about that? If they cared about this country, if they cared about the citizens of this country, would they allow this invasion to go on? And just with their smug arrogance that Mayorkas is, just sit there. And finally, Sparts, she just loses it in a professional and controlled way. But she, she, she knows what the game is as she calls him out. We'll get into this a little in this next hour. This is what the the this is the the entire purpose of watching and us going through watching the UFO was look at the secrets and look at the guy sitting there going, "Hey, they they have destroyed careers. They've hurt people. Nobody can come forward. Where'd the money come from? These programs? I don't know. It shifted around. Who's accountable? Who's in charge? Don't they report to Don't they report to Congress? To, to report to Congress, that's the beginning of the modicum 
of what our founders said, our framers think, of the consent of the governed? Doesn't that happen? No. They're an independent entity. It's a Leviathan. And they have the power. And they're not prepared to give it up. They're not prepared to give it up. This is what happened in 16. This is what I call the nullification project. This is what I talked to then-president-elect about immediately. I said, just because we won, you know, just because Donald Trump won and, you know, the people around him, you know, Bossy and Kellyanne and myself and Reince and others, they're not going to just sit there and, oh, this is terrific. They won. They pulled it out. It's great. It's come back in history. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that terrific? Isn't that great? Here are the keys. Just do it yourself. As Natalie Winters says so brilliantly, hey, I got 2020 ain't the first election 2016 was because they fought him every step of the way. And soon as they saw the ability to move when they had the House in 2018, of which I told everybody and went around this country and went on TV, hey, this is really about impeachment. You better get to work. And Paul Ryan retired on active duty and would not leave. He would not leave. You know why? He wanted to make sure he could manage the process. There was no fire, no intensity to hold the House of Representatives. He was gone because it was going to be a check on Trump. And they wanted Trump to be impeached. They wanted Trump to be impeached. And as soon as Nancy Pelosi, think of, go back to the first impeachment, please. What a joke on Ukraine. Are you kidding me? And now what's coming out of Burisma and the prosecutor and all the stuff, John Solomon, those guys are really spent time. Remember, I just say I can't do enough. I can't do that. It makes my brain hurt. This Ecclesiastes tells us there's a season for everything. This is the season for fighting. Everybody said, we got to bring the country together. You're not going to bring the country together right now. Not going to happen. This is like before the Civil War. This is before the Revolution. You, one side is going to win this, and one side is going to lose this. And then doing that with disruptors like Lincoln and, 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 and Reagan and others, the country goes to the next level. The sunlit uplands are up ahead of us. I can see it. The sunlit uplands are up there. But it's not going to be tomorrow, and it's not going to be in November 2024, and it's not going to be in January 2025. It took us decades to get into this, and it's going to take us decades to dig ourselves out of it. Back in a moment. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Our God is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. 
One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Welcome. I offer you a choice. A choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now. Let's take it back one precinct at a time. That's a great uh, Royce White. In taking it back and making sure you're at the ramparts, under no circumstances can we have you strapped financially that you can't sleep at night or... It's a constant worry. One way to have that happen is to have somebody, one of these criminal cyber criminals, take out a second mortgage, either sell your house or take out a second mortgage with a hard money lender. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Check it out. Take the, just take the worry off of you. Just You've got to get a checklist here, what you're trying to check off so you can focus, because we need your focus. HomeTitleLock.com. Check it out today. Okay, uh, we've got a lot to get to, and we're going to get to it. In the next hour, we're going to take it in a little different direction. You're stuck with me for two hours a day. We decided to change it up a little bit. Uh, there's so many clips and so much information to go through and so many deep topics, so many topics we want to talk about that we just don't have time. We have great guests, and the guests are fantastic. But every now and again, we've got to take a breather and just punch through this. Um, one of the things that obviously we're very focused on is uh, capital markets, currency, all that. They're leaving town, um, and they're not back into the middle of September, and you have to face a very harsh reality. And that's why we got to make sure these impeachments are not shiny toys, that they actually have a purpose to it. The spending is out of control. I mean, the Republicans signed off on it. And it's quite evident right now that all the happy talk with all the people uh, Thomas Massey, that said we're going to take care of the appropriations process. Just That's just a lie. That's not happening. If it does happen, it's a rear guard action. It's a rear guard action. And what I mean by that, they're not going to be back into the middle of September, and the appropriations are not really going to get done in the regular order way we called for, that everybody would go through it, right? And uh, and you wouldn't have rescissions. You actually get back to the to the, um, to the the um, the 2019 spending levels before the federal spending went up 40 percent, which we really haven't started carving back. That's not going to happen. You're going to have a CR. There's going to be a big fight when we get back, but there's going to be a CR, continued resolution. That's just to kick the can past into the next fiscal year. Once you do that, you're kind of playing their game. You're playing that. You're playing an away game, 
And what they're going to do is have the big firestorm, big firefight, be yammering all, and they're going to try to have one of these omnibus bills that they swore they never do again. Never going to happen. And that's going to happen. Now, you're going to be here. We're going to be fighting the entire way because you've got to get, if, until you get control of the federal spending and the financing of the deficits of the federal spending, you're never going to get control of this. You're never going to get control of the administrative state. To get to the administrative state, you've got to choke that down. Now, we can either do that fiscally or the other move that we're working on is you've got to end the Federal Reserve. You've got to end the printing machine that they've got. The countries throughout the world, and they may not be able to pull it off entirely by the 22nd through the 24th of August in Durban, South Africa, but they're making big inroads. They're setting up a bank, and they've got a lot of other countries that want to buy into it. But they're setting up an alternative currency. I don't think they're quite sure what that currency is going to be, but they're forming it in some basket. But here's the things they know. They know that they have the resources, and somehow they can bring that to bear. They also know that they somehow this it can't be converted into gold. They can't possibly do that yet. But somehow it's got to have something a gold backed on it. Okay. We're going to play the entire with all the verses of the battle hymn of the republic before we go to break. So let's listen to this and watch particularly the video that's with it. And we're going to be back, take a short commercial break. The second hour is going to continue after a short break, after the battle hymn of the republic. Fires of a hundred circling caps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. trumpet that shall never sound retreat he is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat oh be swift my soul to answer him be jubilant my feet our god is marching on glory glory hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory. 
veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 